You know, Nicola, I remember when we first got married and we were both young Christians walking with the Lord, but then it really took some time and in practice and intentional conversation to think through what does it mean for Christ to be a part of our bond? Um, not only just as individuals, but what does it mean for Christ to be a part of our home together as a Christian couple? Mm -hmm. And that was such a, a funny move, but necessary move. And, you know, we had to come to a place in our marriage where we went the commitments we made early was that we wanted our relationship to be rooted in the truth of scripture and that Christ was the head of each one of our lives individually and the head of our home together. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. All right. Well, here we go again with another episode of the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James Hawkins and Nicola Hawkins. And once right. again, we're still in that premarital and early marital series, and I would call it like Marriage 101. <laughs> right. And today the topic is uh, Christ in the home. And what does that look like for Christ to be an active role in your marriage? Mm -hmm. And particularly for like our premarital or newly married couples, what that means for them from going from their own individual walk with the Lord into what does that mean to bridge that together with someone else who is walking with the Lord? Mm -hmm. That could get tricky. It does. It does. Because it feels um, like this is like kind of like what is the country song? Me and Jesus got our own thing going on. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> right. And in, in a way, you know, but it, but then it does get to a place where it's like, but what does this look like to invite someone in? I know you've been walking with your community of faith and maybe family. Absolutely. I was going to say that. Yeah. But yeah. then what does it look like um, to let this other person in? Day in, this in day out where they're so close and intimate and personal and they get to see you. Yes. In your, you know, just that space where you may not be your best. And when you're being awesome and when you're being in between, you know, just, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's not where you get to go out into a space and you present, you know, a true sense of yourself, but mm -hmm. a portion, right? And you may get frazzled at mm -hmm. home, but more put together out in public, but your spouse get to see all of the above. Yeah. Um, and how how do we share heap spoonsful spoonful of grace upon each other and just so much love and care um in the midst of growing together and growing through the hard hardships and you know just all those different nuances that comes into mm -hmm. um a marriage like how do we share our relationship with Jesus together, you yeah, know? Yeah. So let's get, let's, let's get real practical with that. And so we just did this with a premarital class. As most of you know, this is kind of like what the podcast, what we're doing is following in a parallel way with that premarital class. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that premarital class, what we really used as a grounding place for us was looking at Ephesians five. Right. And what I liked in our discussion with the premarital couples, and then we had a panel of some, 
experienced married couples there with us. And I liked how one of the pastors, what he shared was actually in Ephesians 5, we usually pick up with verse 21 or 22 and we go to 33. But he says, really, you've got to, to put it in good context. And I know in the overall of Ephesians, but so you've got to really go back to Ephesians 5 and verse 15, where it gets into talking about being filled with the spirit. Because this idea of going on later to the husband and wife looking to Christ being their image for how they live out their role as a wife and as a husband, you have to be filled and guided by the Holy Spirit. And not only just filled with the Spirit in a sense, but the Spirit like having control of your life and it's coming out of you in praise and adoration and thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then out of the outworking of the Holy Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit allows you both to mutually submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I really think that's a beautiful picture when I think about Christ in the home for the couple. What does that mean? Very, I think in that passage, what it's really getting to is I see the image of God in you. The image of God is in me. Mm -hmm. And I reverence God so much that I, when I see it in you, it causes me to also, and the idea of submit, we get caught up on it and really treat it like a power word, but really it it's is a dirty word. <laughs> and exactly. Because why does right? that, because it brings up all kinds of ideas of power and feeling unsafe. And I do Fears. realize yep, yeah. fear, fear of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So how, and then with, with that vulnerability, either I kind of lose myself, you know, I don't, I don't deserve to be seen and shown up for in a way, or I try to protect and protect by, you know, fighting for in a sense of like um, power, right? Just mm-hmm. to keep myself safe or having to fight to get my needs met. You're not losing your, what you think you're going to lose your sense exactly. of self. Exactly. Or You'll be unseen and your needs won't get met. Yeah. But yeah. with this one at going into in verse 21, right? It is a yielding of self out of reverence for Christ. And I love that picture when I think about for premarital, newly married and, and already married, is that Christ is that home base of that foundation of security that allows you to say, you know what? I can back up, take a few steps back. I can relax. I can chill because I, it's not about me having to force and fight to get my needs met. Really it's even as I'm conducting myself towards you, it's not even about that you did anything special to earn my love. Mm-hmm. It is, um, and I know I'm doing this out of a reverence for Christ. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But and I think that's like and I don't want to say that like in the, like it sounds like a religious cold way, but I really think it's a beautiful thing because he that unconditional love that he has that he pours into us that um, man, it just casts a whole different level. I feel like of authority and reverence to be submitting to you as uh, uh, out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just my that's my some of my preliminary thoughts. Huh? But what do you think, Nicola? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Just the other day, I was kind of thinking about. I know we're getting ready to kind of talk a little bit about some stuff about submission, and mm. you know, um, just I think trying to think back over the years, like how have I gotten it right? Where did I miss getting it? You know, um, the miss getting the opportunity to practice submission, right? Um, and it's just like. I think the thought came to me like submission is a radical washing of one another's feet. Like Jesus came to serve and not be served. And it's where, 
you know, I just kind of ask, ask myself, you know, how can I submit or yield to my spouse mm. in, in this area, whether, you know, um, just whatever area it is, whatever the circumstances are going on, like how, how do I um, submit to them or yield to them or give to them in this way, you know, rather than just that sense of, oh, you know, what James mentioned about the protecting yourself, you know, um, or what else <laughs> you brought up, just something like that sense of protecting yourself mm-hmm. or what into, um, well, I still need to stand um, and be something and be somebody as if your spouse is going to rob you off you know, um, that sense of being right. Um, and so I don't know, just being able to say, you know, what's going on in their world? Um, what's going on in my world? How can I show up for them? Um, give to them, receive, receive them as well. Um, I think, I don't know, No, that's probably good. a little bit general, but, um, that's just one of the thoughts that I have. It's like, I don't have to just try and fend, um, fend for me in in the relationship, but um, I can even in the yes. moment where I feel like I'm not sure what the next best move is, I can invite the Holy Spirit in and say, you know, show me how I can live through this circumstance or this ask that I hear from my spouse and how can I um yield to them by way of submitting as onto Christ. I think I like what you just said. Uh, I don't have to defend. I think mm-hmm. that's really what it comes is I'm, I surrender really it, it, because it's like, if I'm defending myself, I'm focused on myself. I'm looking out for my own best interest, my own needs. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I cannot see you. I cannot hear you because I'm consumed with self. Now I know I want to be careful with that, right? There's, there's proper balance to all this, but I like that when you said, yeah, I, absolutely. I went defending of self, I surrender, right? Mm-hmm. I surrender to allow G and I think the overall part with this, I want for, uh, when I'm thinking about all stages of couples, it is about the overall part for me is about this coming to a place of security in Christ. Right. Are coming to a place, yeah. but it's like I trust him, and then also it's about both couples becoming into oneness because they're both looking at the same model to guide them, right? And that's true, definitely the same model to guide you. And when you're t- when you mentioned that coming into, it's like, mm-hmm. like. I don't know what kind of wife I was going to be. I mean, I have, yep. s- I had some idea of what you know. You see you know, ideas of what a wife is or what Mm -hmm. have you. But throughout the years, like I was thinking, you know, throughout the years, like I have been transformed and molded and with each thing that God had us to have to think about and ponder whether it's, are we going to have any children? Are we going to have another child? Are we going to Mm -hmm. stay in the military? Are we going to get out the military? And when we thought we're going to go back in, it's like, you know, each of those moments were moments for me to say, how do I yield to Christ, you know, his leadership and how do I do that with my spouse how do we do that together and being able to hear one another mm-hmm. what our hearts are desiring how do I be honest with what's going on inside of me like oh my gosh us getting out the military is freaking me out <laughs> you know I, I, I found security and safety knowing the first and the 15th is coming up or you know whatever it may be um, that's just one example right but it's just a sense of how can I be clear with what 
what's going on in my heart, my heart's desire. Bring that up ask and or share what's going on him doing the same thing and then we're like wow jesus is setting this next thing in front of us and how do you feel about it this is how i feel how do you feel about it this is how i feel you know and that's helped to form us and build little um uh areas where we learn to just trust each other and trust God and yeah. be the husband and be the wife that we need from each other. I think I like the picture you're painting there, Nicola, because, you know, once again, going back, it's not just about Ephesians five here, but that was like an, a model. But what we're talking about, like Christ in the home and what I hear you talking about is the daily living of life, mm-hmm. inviting Jesus in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are both actively and intentionally looking to him and and asking for him lord um in the in the course of our marriage together i invite you in to help shape me and mold me as a as a husband as mm-hmm. as a father and as your child and then taking that is not just interpersonal you know intrapersonal in me mm-hmm. but then it's also interpersonal and and help me what does it mean lord jesus to love the wife that you've given me um as your daughter I like that picture. It's just, and I want to encourage couples. It's not just like this one time you come into marriage, you got it from the get go. Either you got it or you don't. Right. It's a continuous, continuous. process of where Christ mm-hmm. is being formed in you. In you. Yeah. And he does use your marriage relationship to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. He's pointing <laughs> out things about you, these, these struggles within you. Cause like Nicole and I, we joke, like, you know, we were the church rats in the middle. We would, we're in the military. We did our jobs. We went to the gym, we went to church and, you know, we had good relationships within our local church bodies and we're doing a lot of things. At least the season when we got to know who Jesus is. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but then all of a sudden then we get married and we're starting to have like these, these conflicts Sparks flying iron Spark. sharpening iron <laughs> that's right and it's like man what's wrong with you how can you re- not recognize how good i am why are you having a problem with me right but it was it was a, a definitely a character formation there's some things mm-hmm. about me some old wounds of my soul that were still there that i did not know were there in that way and god used you to call them out in me and um, vice versa you i know? definitely struggled with what it meant uh, not still like i'm not perfect but like this confidence and what does it mean to lead uh i remember and i'm don't want to speak for you but i, I remember like just like what does it mean for me for you to trust me and like to uh to be vulnerable with me and i think for me it was all yeah, for yeah. both of these two in ephesians 5 like people get caught up on this like power and hierarchy both of them require vulnerability Mm-hmm. because to lead Nicola, like it brought up so many fears for me. What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? What if I try this or what if I don't know this, but I have to let like letting Nicola know when I'm struggling and when I'm not sure and when I don't know and being willing to invite her in and that right. kind of thing. So, right. um, because to love you like Christ loved the church, that's like really literally, I have to be able to say like, yeah, this might be what I need, but am I taking care of you? Am I looking to you? Am I loving you? Like I love my own self. Cause that's where Ephesians five goes. Like love, like love your wives. Like you love your own body. Mm-hmm. I tell you, like mm-hmm. I tell you to guys sometimes how you treat your wife tells me how you feel about yourself. You can judge her and point at her, but really it's how do you feel about even you? Is right. it bringing out your fears, your inadequacies, your um, power trips kind of thing sometimes? And it's okay. And, I, and I'm saying that and it sounds really hard, but 
um, I think there's grace there. I want to know those struggles. Yeah, and those it's just hard a places. sense of being aware. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the big part. Yeah, and there's so many things like I would be harsh towards you, but it was because I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared or I felt like I struggled with. We've talked about this before is I was um, I, I I didn't know how to let my words be heard in a vulnerable kind of just to say what I felt is like I had to be angry to speak up for myself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was no fault of Nicola's at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's one of those things like you were when I'm hearing you saying it's like I didn't know how to say in a more direct way what was really going on underneath the surface you mm-hmm. know so you presented something else and then I had mm-hmm. to interact with that right mm-hmm. um, but I think as the years went on and it's like oh well these things and you're able to share that it's like oh I see with clarity where where you are if I don't have clarity definitely asking whatever questions I need to ask but but being able to um come to this meeting place where we can then, um, you know, grow from whatever was being said or thought about Mm -hmm. or what new adventure we wanted to take on in life, you know? Um, So, yeah, man, we could definitely keep going on and on and on, but let's get, I want to get ready to get, go towards closing by talking to some few practical things for us. And this is by no means an exhaustive list of like talking about Christ in the home. So one of the things that Nicola and I agreed to from the very beginning of our marriage, that the, that everything that our choices had to align with the word of God. And I know that can sound so like, what does that mean? But if any way where we're trying to decide something, we want the word of God to be the authority and the clear guiding uh, mm-hmm. place for us in our life. Yeah. We want our home to be infiltrated with uh, the spirit of God. We don't, we want to be, we, for us, definitely like anything like of darkness that we feel goes against the spirit of God. We want to not have that in our home. Um, let's see what else, what are some no, other things? Point, point that stuff out, being aware of what you're taking in, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things I had to learn and, and maybe you've had to do this in different seasons too, but it's the sense of, you know, um, you know, whenever like you might've been like, um, like growing, <laughs> growing in an area of how, you know, you talk about spiritual mm-hmm. leadership or what have you. It's like, if you, whichever one of you are the one that have a sense of, um, deep conviction about, oh, maybe every night or once a week or whatever the the cycle is, we're going to read, you know, um, or pray or pray over the kids, for the kids, with the kids, you know, like mm. don't negate spiritually covering um, your household, even if the other person is not willing to, or they're not yet grown into, or they're not sure how to get it done. If you know how to do it, you go ahead and you bless and, and pray over, read those scriptures throughout your household, over your kids, for your kids, over your spouse who's still growing in that area, even if they're not um, able to step up mm-hmm. in that space. And that's still a desire off your off your heart, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
Don't let it be their sole responsibility, but do it jointly, definitely, where you're both able to. If not, you know, um, go ahead and cover. Yeah. Okay. And so just a, a few quick notes just from things that I've learned from just talking with other couples. It is also like, don't put yourself in bondage to some, uh, I want to be careful, like, you don't, nothing commands you in scripture to have to read the word together and like study the same program Mm -hmm. or curriculum together. Right. Some couples are able to study together and have uh, devotional readings together. Mm -hmm. Some couples aren't. But even those couples that aren't, what they usually end up doing is talking about what God is saying to them and what they're reading. So they're discussing spiritual things very often. But one thing I will say is that you should always find a way to incorporate prayer together. That is a very intimate act to do, Mm -hmm. to go before the throne of God together. But also don't negate your own individual prayer life to be this is something I'm learning from some of my colleagues. He calls it like the daily bread prayers where it doesn't have to be this big, huge thing. But like the daily bread, little devotionals that's super quick can be done in a minute. You can do that with your spouse every day. Make that commitment of just something as, you know, God be with Nicola, bless her, keep her. You know, I like to I do the Levitical um, blessing over the family before I leave. And sometimes it's, sometimes we might stop and hold hands. Most times it's, I'm on my way out the door. Out May the God door. bless them and keep them uh-huh. and cause your face you to too, shine honey. upon them and turn towards <laughs> them and grant them your peace. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's also the individual time though, where it's like interceding, maybe something you're seeing or discerning that kind of Absolutely. thing. Yeah. So, and yeah. You're going to say something? No, I was just agreeing with okay. you. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to say that piece. And then also another big one, and we're over time here, but I want to make sure I get it, though, is that so many times what wives have, ex- I, I think couples should write out what their expectations is are around this area, about what they are expecting for themselves as far as Christ being a part of their home yeah. and maybe desires and hopes they have from their fiance or their partner about what they what that means for Christ to be in the home and then just match them up. That's a practical exercise y'all can do mm-hmm. with this one, right? Mm-hmm. You sit down, take time and just pray and say, you know, Lord, help show me like um, what it would look like for me to take more active, intentional steps for Christ to be a part of my everyday life. And how do I share that with my spouse in, in, in our home? Right. And what are ways that maybe it might feed my soul or encourage me to share with them, but then be willing to compromise and work on that list together. But the one where I see sometimes that couples get struck, hung up and, and struggle is you is like the, uh, the wife or the, uh, the lady will come into the relationship and she wants the man, the man to be the spiritual leader. And what I mean by that is I don't like many guys today, they haven't gotten that themselves growing up. And so they struggle to know what that means. Right. I think sometimes if we're not careful, the ladies know the term, but they also don't even exactly know what they're asking for. I think that's so very So when you're fair. using the yeah. word, I want you to be the, or the term like spiritual leader. Like, what does that mean for you? Like, if I'm demanding that or asking that of James, I need to know when I'm saying, James, I need you to be the spiritual leader. I need to be able to say and you being a spiritual leader looks like this, this, and this. Whether or not you can meet those expectations, but at least I know or have somewhat of a working definition of what I'm even asking you to do. Yeah. Not because mm-hmm. those, you know, I was mentored to mm-hmm. ask for that or say that or heard the term. Anyway. And I want to join that <laughs> and then also be able to recognize that why may he may not be there yet. How do I be a spiritual help mate? 
to yeah. help him be there. Right. Maybe in a, you might have come to a ship and you maybe had that family that had that already and he didn't or whatever. Like, how do I encourage and how do we build this together? Exactly. I want to make sure, I guess the main that point I want to come into that is how can we make this a joint process? Yes. And where we're encouraging each other's gifts and talents. And like you are a worshiper and can pray. I can be in the moment and discerner and pick up on those spontaneous conversations at times. Mm -hmm. We both have rhythms of ways of what that looks like. But then also over the years, I've been blessed where how God speaks to you and moves on you inspires me to where there's times when I'm down. It's like, you know, I just need to turn on some praise music Mm -hmm. and be Mm -hmm. willing to sing, just be light, like, you know, like really something I'm learning from watching you yeah yeah and i'm learning to like getting that word (laughs) (laughs) well man it's so hard like even when we do this in the class it takes about a while but i just want to but we just wanted to give you a taste and a dose of to get you thinking about what do you want that to look like in your future relationship or in the relationship you're already in right about how christ could be who you look to to guide you in your role as husband and wife um, and how you can walk in this together as you both look to him mm-hmm. um, to guide you and lead you in your relationship. Yep. He's just an invitation away. Just open your heart and say, Jesus, we need you to to guide us. Teach us your way. And he's faithful to lead and mature and grow. So be blessed. Yeah, I think we've already given you your excellent points. So uh, sorry. There you go. But anyway, thank you so much. We enjoyed spending this time with you. And we hope that we have inspired you and equipped you to go about your relationship with God and each other in a more excellent way. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.